there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we, boys? Good. Good. Very good. How are you? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Only all right? Just all right. Hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about this podcast. Why is that? We're doing an episode today about the prophecies of Nostradamus. Yep. And I was doing a little bit of uh, research... Uh, this morning, a little pre-podcast research, and there were some prophecies where they were like, Nostradamus, who predicted accurately the death of JFK, the rise of Hitler, 9-11. I was like, shit, three for th- fucking three. Yeah. Also predicted only a World War Three in the year 2018. Well, that'll never happen. I thought to myself, oh, Nozzy. Uh, you couldn't go four for four. Three peats good enough. Yeah. How many AFL teams have done a bloody three peat? Yeah. Only like two, I think. Yeah. You know that meatloaf song. Three out of four ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well done, Nostradamus. They're like, how about I just take a big old sip of water, open up my computer, and see if there've been uh, any airstrikes commenced in Syria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, given, I guess, for posterity, the date is Saturday the 14th of April and bloody Trump's been popping off missiles yeah. this morning. So anyway, let's take it back to the start of Nostradamus. But like, you know, in World Wars 1 and 2, I guess they didn't have Twitter. But do you reckon anyone... Wait, what did they use then? Was anyone doing... MySpace? Was anyone doing the equivalent of being like, uh, can we not have World War Three? I've got a brunch booked. <laughs> yeah, it is very flippant that, you know, the tweets you're seeing between are like someone promoting their concert the next day and then <laughs> nuclear war about to happen. Like, uh, World War Three, that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nostradamus. Who was he? He was like, a Frenchman. Yeah. That's French good. physician, prognosticator, yep. yeah, seer, Apo- apothecary, was he? How do you say that? Apothecary, yeah, apothecary, like a chemist, yeah, right. Um, got kicked out of university because he was doing apothecarying on the side, right. 
and that was Breaking Bad. That was seen as a trade. Yeah, right. and you can't do trade tour at university in this in this time. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so, and then he became a psychic and an astrologer, and it seems to be accepted that he just started writing prophecies. Because he wrote books, right? Where yeah. it was just like strings and strings of poetic sounding. Yeah. Quatrains. Yeah. 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 And like reading through this, it seems to be fairly accepted that that was a normal thing to do at the time. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's just one of those blokes. Just writing, <laughs> writing some prophecies. Drop, got kicked out of uni, went and just started prophesizing. Yeah. yeah. Like even to the point where um, one of the things I read was that people started seeking him out for his psychic abilities. But uh, this thing that I read was criti- critical of him because they said that he wasn't doing it correctly. Right. And so they wouldn't have been accurate. It's like, yeah, but they wouldn't have been accurate because it's stuff that he made up. Yeah. This is on Wikipedia, actually. Right. Um, it basically said, he frequently made errors and failed to adjust the figures for his client's place and time of birth. But like, So it's a dodgy psyche. Yeah. As opposed to the, all the leg- legitimate ones. Who were doing the math properly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he, then he transitioned from the day-to-day psychicry. Into just smashing out books. Now, did he just have a, some visions? He's like, oh, I can't do this chicanery anymore. I've got to write down some proper prophecies that I've seen. I don't think were there visions involved. I don't remember reading about visions. Where was he getting all his info? He's just making it up, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, he definitely was. He was very much into the uh, the old revelations in the Bible. Was he? Yeah. He was into... Um, Apocalyptic prophecies in the book of Revelations, as well as Kabbalah, the old mystical arm of Judaism. Mm. I think he just came up with his prophecies. Yeah, no dreams involved. So this is probably, I'm going to put go on record and saying this is another one that kind of disappointed me in terms of... Oh, that's a good way to set up the podcast. You, no, like... You start off like, oh, Nostradamus, there's going to be a lot of gear in this. People are still talking about him. Mm. Centuries later. And then you look at it and it's like, no, oh, he just kind of strung some words together, really. Yeah. People people are still talking about him, but only because they've decided that some stuff he said once sounded like things that actually happened. Yes. So yes. they're still looking for um, things to come in what he wrote. Yeah. So one of the, and I guess when I mentioned that he didn't, he didn't follow any method for his psychicry, which he copped criticism for. A lot of the stuff that he predicted doesn't have dates attached to it. Right. Uh, so you don't really know when it's going to happen, as opposed to other people at the time that put dates to it and it just turned out they were wrong. Right. But he kind of left it all open-ended. But did like you read Q. this? Yeah, like Q, <laughs> just exactly like Q. Did you read the story about how he was buried with a plaque? Yes. <laughs> that, I think that or was, a medallion? That was an urban myth, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Well, what's the story? Well, the story, it was, I saw it told in two different ways. One way was they had to move his grave at some point and they, um, when they dug him up, he had a little medallion on and the medallion had the exact date written on it that they dug him up. The other story of similar uh, ilk Mm. was that he was buried with a plaque and during the war... A couple of soldiers, uh, the plaque said something like, had a date on it and it said, whoever touches my skull will gain all of my knowledge and then die. 
and two soldiers during the war found his his um his grave, his grave or his tomb or whatever. Went in there, saw the plaque, and were like, "Oh my god, that's today!" And one of them like grabbed his skull, and the other one looked at that guy and saw his eyes open up really wide, and then he got sniped and shot in the head. Oh. <laughs> you'd want to you'd want to think about it. You'd be like, "Okay, before you touch the skull, get ready to tell me everything quickly." Yeah, yeah, tell me All everything. Right. Go and now. Went, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> So the, the part that I read was he'd sworn made the townsfolk swear that they'd never touch his body. Right. They're like, like I'm going to die soon. Don't touch my body. And then they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, nosties. And then like he dies, he's buried, and then like 60 years, they just can't take it anymore. Right. Oh, no, we've got to... <laughs> We're going to get our fingers... <laughs> We're just going to get our hands on this guy's <laughs> we, corpse. We've got to find out why he said it or whatever. It's like, <laughs> and they... They didn't have TV. They didn't have Twitter. Like, we're gonna we're gonna open is that this grave. Your excuse for why this is plausible? Yeah. Like, oh, they didn't have Twitter. They would have been bored enough. That they're like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. After sixty years, they were like, <laughs> we just gotta touch this guy. Um, and they they opened it up. They opened up his grave, and that's when they found the plaque, the plaque saying the uh, the correct date, and it had a curse on it as well. Right. Sucked in, dorks. I cursed you. The curse of Nostradamus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the predictions that people said that he made were to do with America. Right. Given that America is kind of the, the geopolitical force in the world now. Yeah. But he, I think this is kind of a, a thing that he is verifiable, that he said all of his prophecies were about Europe, North Africa, um, and a little bit of Asia. Yeah, like all of the places he knew about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He never prophesized about... America because it didn't exist. Yeah. So if if today the biggest sort of power in the world was China, yeah, all these would be like, oh, see what he said about the Zhangjung dynasty yeah. falling. Yeah. That they've just attached to something else that happened. Yeah. yeah. In America instead. Did anyone find any good prophecies? Uh, I found some shit ones. <laughs> Let's uh, go there. <laughs> shortly before sunset, battle is engaged. A great nation is uncertain. Overcome, the seaport makes no answer. The bridge and the grave are both in foreign places. Right. What is that? Hang on. It means there's going to be a battle at sunset. Oh. At some point in the next thousand years yeah. from when he wrote it. He, no, he gave, a, he gave an end date for his prophecies and I think it was like 3227. 30, right. 3272. Did that say something about happening, happening by water? Yeah, overcome the seaport makes no answer. Is is he not just talking about Pearl Harbor? Could be. Did was that it, happen before? That was a seaport. It got fucking. But he's saying before sunset, wasn't he? They got bombed in the day. It would have been the morning, I think. How about this one, boys? Oh, here we go. Pestilences extinguished. The world becomes smaller. For a long time, the lands will be inhabited peacefully. People will travel safely through the sky. Over land and seas, then wars will start up again. Sound familiar? No. No? Doesn't sound familiar that uh, we cured a lot of sicknesses and then they invented planes? And then there was peace for a while and now there's wars again? Uh, but we had planes before the Great Wars and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, but people tra- and now they're traveling safely through the skies. Oh, this is true. Early planes were pretty shit. Yeah, um, I think there's always been wars though. Yeah, but didn't we? There must have been a, at some point in the past century, like in the last century, there would have been a point where they're like, "Oh, there's, there was no war today." Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, would you like to hear one that I, that I came across? Sure. Yes. Let's see if you can guess who this one's about. Uh, come the millennium, month 12 in the home of greatest power. It's about Putin. The village idiot will come forth to be acclaimed the leader. Oh, oh. it's only about George W. Bush. George W. Bush. Uh, that's a famous fake one attributed to Nostradamus. Oh, you oh. tricked us. A little bit of a prank. It's been Nostra going in for a while. Um, but on George Bush, there's one about September 11th that was five and 40 degrees, the sky shall burn. To the great new city, the fires draw nigh. With vehemence, the flames shall spread and churn. When with the Normans, they conclusions try. Um, so the reason people think that's about, other than the Normans being involved, yep. um, that's about New York is 5 and 40 degrees. The latitude of New York's like 40.5 or something. Um and New City, New York. Yeah, okay, we didn't actually. <laughs> yeah, New York. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, September eleventh. That was he predicted Hitler. How did he predict him though? Well, he's there's one of the things that he wrote was beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hista. Mm-hmm. Which everyone just reckons sounds like Hitler. Yeah, he spelled it wrong. <laughs> Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. And then it says... Did Germany exist back then? Uh, Germanic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's Yeah, no, it would have, yeah. Um, and then it says that the, he also wrote a couple of other quatrains referring to a ruthless leader born in Western Europe to poor parents, mm. as Hitler was. And yet another one refers to Hister's conflict with Asia and Africa. He had it in for this Hister bloke. Yeah. I think we should be looking at the Hister. (laughs) Skeptics ascribe the apparent accuracy of these quatrains and others to two major factors. Problems with translation and a simple coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, the problem with translation is they've translated it as bloody Hister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's that kind of thing of if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to stick, right? (laughs) If you say enough random crap. He had many hundreds of of these. Yeah. There was a a lot of stuff about... um, that, that that sort of concept of everything he said is open to massive amounts of interpretation. And um, yeah, he said enough stuff that you could probably pin anything on anything. But <laughs> what I thought was funny, because I, I was trying to find out if there was like a way that people, like is there a certain way to read what he said to try and attribute it to things? And I just thought it was funny that there's a How Stuff Works page called How Nostradamus Works. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have fun little illustrations? <laughs> no, well, I thought it would have like a great little formula where you could take one of his things and like try and figure out what it meant. Yeah. But it's just basically a, a page by page thing about his stuff. Right. Um, the most compelling one I heard, uh, from the calm morning, the end will come when of the dancing horse... The number of circles will be nine. Now, 
cast your mind back to 2012, yep. December 21st, about the time when the Aztec calendar was saying we're all going to die. Yep. A little video clip suddenly hit 1 billion views on YouTube that had a dancing horse. Yep. One billion has nine circles, nine oh, zeros. Yep. A guy from a little country called South Korea, also known as the Morning Calm. Mm-hmm. A rapper called Psy. Yep. Yep. Dancing horse, Gangnam Style. Oh. The so that pa <laughs> allegedly hit a billion views on that day, but it was attributed to 1503. This quatrain is allegedly written. Uh, Nostradamus was less than one year old at that time. Right. So no one really knows where that came from either. Oh, no. We've gotten bloody side pranked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also part of that one, this was in a video that wasn't sourced, but apparently he predicted the yellow race would rule the world. Hold on. Whoa, we've just gotten a little bit racist in this video. There was no source on that one. It was just a random YouTuber. Right. So... um. We're talking about Nostradamus, who was obviously a predictor of the future back in the day. Mm. Have we talked about a modern day bloody Nostradamus? Why not me? I think um, I think his name goes a long way to helping describe how this guy knows so much. Just one Mr. Worldwide. Oh, Pitbull? Pitbull. So Pitbull has a song uh, that he did with Shakira. Mm-hmm. Called Get It Started. Only predicted bloody MH370's disappearance. What? How did it do that? What is that, the one? Um, it's going now. I'm yelling timber. No, that's called timber. Anyway, carry yeah, on. I don't know. I think it was Keisha. Yeah, I Keisha. only know that from the weird Al Yankovic poker medley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pibble's lines include, now it's off to Malaysia. Okay. Two passports, three cities, two countries, one day. Yep. Yep. He's Mr. Worldwide. That's on brand. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's not unusual for him to be bloody jumping between city to city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And out of Miami yeah. to wherever he wants. Yep. Um, conspiracy theorists say that the two passports relate to the stolen Austrian Italian passports used by the Iranian people who to board the plane. Used by, no, used by two Iranians to board MH370. The three cities refer to the capital cities of Malaysia, China, and Vietnam, and the two countries are Malaysia and Vietnam. Okay. The lyrics, no Ali, no Frasier, but now it's off to Malaysia. Yep. Meanwhile, we're linked to the Mr. Ali tabloid press have been referring to uh, as one of the Iranian passengers, despite Malaysian authorities confirming that um, that wasn't his name. Right. But that's what everyone was calling him, Mr. Ali. Okay, so I mean, Ali Fraser, famous boxers. Yeah. And wasn't the thriller in Manila? Manila. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a more obvious link. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But this is compelling. Yeah. You're throwing the word compelling around a little bit, Robbo. <laughs> Am I? What about this one? A fox will be elected without speaking one word. Dali. Appearing saintly in public, living on barley bread. Oh, Mr. Worldwide. Afterwards, he will suddenly become a tyrant, putting his foot on the throats of the greatest men. Right. Sounds like anyone you know? 
Robbo. What? No. no. Well, Robbo is always asking for more bread. I, I am a tyrant. Um, no, it doesn't sound like anyone I know. Useless prophecy. I guess it hasn't come to pass yet. Right. Who got elected without even saying anything? No one. What about Putin? I mean, he says lots of things. Did he do a lot of uh, pre-election speeches? Well, I mean, not in Australia. No, Probably in, in Russia he did. In his last election campaign. Yeah. Do you reckon he was campaigning pretty hard? Well, no, but... Because he doesn't need to, does he? Okay, fair enough. Look at this bloke, suddenly becomes a Putin apologist. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did he apparently predict? The Great Fire of London? Yep. The blood of the just will be demanded of London, burnt by the fire in the year 66. Um, when was the Great Fire of London? 1666. All right, fair enough. One, I'll, I'll pay that one. Yeah. 1666. Yep. Um, but didn't he say that... I remember reading about that one. He had said it would be like... Uh, something would cause it that was like a thunder or a storm. Burnt through lightning of 23s, the six. Yeah. So, but it turns out the Great Fire of London was started by like a, a baker on some laneway. Like right. They can actually work out exactly where it started. I think it was uh, Pudding Lane, a baker on Pudding Lane, right. which uh, started the Great Fire of London. There you go. M- the most British way to start a fire. Yeah. Better if it was Puddle Lane. Oh, yeah. Remember Puddle Lane? I hated that show. Boom, boom, was that boom, the gr- boom, Was the Griffin boom. part of that? Uh, there was a little dragon. Yeah. And he would like tell them stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I used to hate that. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a great Jeez. show. The French Revolution. From the enslaved people's songs, chants and demands, the princes and lords are held captive in prisons. In the future, by such headless idiots, these will be taken as divine utterances. Mm. Was that predicting the French Revolution or just Les Miserables? <laughs> His utterances were divine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rise of Napoleon. Something about a short ass. <laughs> Paul Ney Lauren. Napoleon. Will be more of fire than of blood to swim in praise. The great one to flee the confluence. He will refuse entry to the piouses. The depraved ones and the durance will keep them imprisoned. The only way that that seems to relate to Napoleon is the weird three words at the front that kind of sound a bit like if you were trying to say it when you were really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you're like absolutely off your noggin on some apothecary herbs. Yeah. So he probably was just loading up on special herbs, right? And little potions. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And just ranting away. No. Speeding off his nut. No one can just be like, oh, I've just come up with a prophecy. You're just going to write it down. you got to call upon the spirits. I did see... So, in the... There's a bit of a community of people who are, like, convinced of uh, these prophecies. Yeah. And they, they spend a lot of time trying to work out who the antichrists that he refers to are. Because I think uh, they want to put a sort of a, a date on the end times. Hmm. So I saw a lot of people trying to work out, is Obama the third antichrist he referred to? Or is it Trump? Or is it Theresa May? Because there was one uh, 
quatrain that had like the word maybe or something in it. They're like, maybe Ooh. Theresa May, eh? But uh, that's very important that they crack that code so they can, I don't know. What what good is it, is it knowing when the world is going to end? Um, I don't know. You, you could get sh- all the stuff done that you want to do now. You'd short some stocks. You could short every stock. Yeah. You wouldn't really get any benefits. No. <laughs> uh, crypto might take off because it's in the cloud and yeah. might, might be impervious. That's That would be a great argument for crypto. Yeah. It's like, oh, the world has been consumed by hellfire. Yeah. But has the cloud? What's, is the blockchain in on this? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Got nothing. He apparently predicted the death of the Kennedy brothers. How did he predict that? Uh, there's a thing here in Dallas one will die the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition another falls at night time conflict at rains London and pestilence in Tuscany don't know if that last bit relates to anything in particular (laughs) yeah I saw this one used to like uh, be about future things as well right this could be what we've got in store for us in 2017 I was in Tuscany in 2017. Yeah. I didn't get struck down. No pestilence. No pestilence. Lots of wine. Just a pest. Yeah. Easy. Hey. Uh, so, do we have anything else on Nost- Nostradamus? No. Is this going to be a short episode? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> How long have we been running for, Salt? 28 minutes. I don't know, you just put out a shorty, eh? Just put a shorty. And conclude that fuck Nostradamus. There's not much. There's it's not just, much. It's such a, a, a feeble, yeah. it's such a hollow thing. I tried searching for like stuff about did he predict aliens and all that kind of stuff, and people are like, yeah, he did, and other people are like, no, you're talking shit. Yeah. So it was hard to find anything juicy in the conspiracy world about Nostradamus. Is that just because it's such a mainstream thing that everyone just goes, oh, Nostradamus. <laughs> there were some videos, but they were those really low effort, long documentaries. Right. With like computer tech, computer voices and things. Yeah. So, and it is all just like, I remember I watched a couple and they weren't saying anything. It was just, did he predict the future? Right. He could have. <laughs> 9-11. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Judas Priest put out an album called Nostradamus. Yep. I don't think it was any good. Oh. <laughs> so it's no redeeming features of Nostradamus whatsoever. No. No, I like I've seen I think the main conspiracy thing is sort of working out who the third Antichrist is. Right. Although I'm not sure who the first two Antichrists were. But uh it's very important that we work out the third one. But uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a there's there's a lot to work with, but you know, if you want to pick out patterns, you can just watch TV and see that you know, in the back of some Criminal Minds episode, there's a, a billboard that reveals that lizards run the planet. Mm. So you don't necessarily need to like be mucking around. Is there? Is there? Well, you know, we you know, like the guys that were like, oh, look at look at the background of this ad. You can see it's predicting that the power's yeah. going to go out. Yeah, you don't need to be going through some dusty old French book. Yeah, we've got enough. Predictions in our face, twenty four seven. They're sticking it in our face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let's make this a short one, and hopefully you hear this. And the world hasn't ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be nice if that's the case. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll be at Eurovision. Yeah, I'll be right in the bloody blast zone. 
So I mean, they're just going to be flying over Syria. That'll be fine, right? Nah, nothing happening there. Yeah. Anything we want to add about Nostradamus then before we wrap this one up? Hmm. Nah. Nah. Where do people find us? Hypotheticalinstitute.com. We're on Redbubble. Pick up some merch. Yeah. We're on Twitter at Hypothepod, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. You can find me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook and the Toe Harder Patreon. You can get me at Ale of a Time and Ale of a Time dot com. And you can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for me other podcast. Thanks, lovelies. Bye. Bye. <laughs>